Well, hey there, everybody. What's up, Divi Nation? We are so excited to be here. It has been a bit of a rough month for the DC panel. For those of you who have been tuning in loyally every week and not seen us every week. So uh, <laughs> thanks to everybody who's in the chat cheering us on already before we even started. And I would like to point out that it is not even 5.07 yet here. It is. We are like doing so good. It's only early. five after. I know. Um, so we've got Ken, Greg, and Joan in the chat. Nancy's here too. We're super happy to see you guys. Um, we have like every one of us has been dealing with something this past month. I, uh, for those of you who don't know, I lost a tooth in the mix. I got into a bar fight. I got, oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I did not. But uh, yeah, I'm having a situation. I still don't feel that great. I had the flu and then I had this other stuff, whatever. Tim is uh, get, just getting over getting sick and he's also got a new course that he's launching. So he's lubricating his vocals with some yeah. warm tea it, it, it's actually launched me. because it's it's recorded live and so that's mm -hmm. why my voice is destroyed because every day i'm recording live with students yeah um, but yeah so it's funny to. how much it does take out of you like yeah oh yeah your voice and I'm even like whole new respect for like high school teachers <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, Eric, you, you, I don't know what's going on with Eric. I think Eric's okay, right? Sarah's been a little sick too. She's still struggling, but uh, yeah, so we did a whole bunch of gardening on the weekend, and I think I've mentioned it before, but I've got chronic fatigue, and so I'm usually pretty good. Like I can manage it like ninety percent of the time, but then if I spend mm -hmm. like a whole weekend gardening, my body's shot. And then stupidly, yeah. I decided to get my fourth vaccine yesterday for COVID. And so last mm. night, you know, I had the temperatures and the sore arm and the, you know, all the fun things. So I'm feeling amazing today. Great. Thank and and Eric, for medicine. I know, right? Paracetamol. Is that yeah. what you call it? Uh, I love the ibuprofen. It's my mm -hmm. that's, that's what we call it. Yeah. Uh, Eric, how's things with you? uh yeah no it's good everybody you're good okay well thank yeah. you <laughs> somebody has got to be keeping this ship right mm -hmm. uh why don't we go around now that we've had our little sob fest poor us <laughs> what a little cheese with this wine Debbie chat uh just wanted to let you guys know though like what has been going on that we aren't just being flaky we aren't going anywhere it's just been a month and then we are coming up into the holidays so we are going to be taking off a few weeks when it comes around the holiday time as we do every year but believe me we'll let you know ahead of time on those ones um and then they're telling us in the chat to get to get get uh our masks on and stuff and greg says that we shouldn't hang out and you know what we should definitely not all fly on the same plane together like with the royal family <laughs> Because if that goes down, oh my god! I know, right? Yeah, I over. mean, company executives don't do that. Like they won't fly together. It's true. And like, I, you could tell I've still been sick too, because I still don't have my lights up. It's killing me. I hate it. Okay, here we go. I'm Stephanie Hudson. I run Focus WP with my partner Tom up in Canada. We help agencies to scale and grow by giving you an entire agency team that you can basically rent by the hour. So that's what we do you can you don't need to hire anybody you don't need to learn all the stuff just rent a team for a while get some stuff done who would like to go next let's go tim streifler we'll go around in a circle yeah and by the way i'm i'm steeping my tea which is just out of view so if you're wondering mm -hmm. like why i'm doing this weird thing, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 
yeah. a little bit like a puppet. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm puppeteering, uh, Sarah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> or else you're patting a cat or something. Yeah. Yeah, my dog is <laughs> behind me. Uh, he blends in, so you can't really see him. Mm -hmm. um, wait, where is he? Actually, he's can't see him. He's he's behind. We the, literally the can't see him. Yeah. yeah <laughs> um, Tim Streifler here, broadcasting from San Clemente, California, and you can find me online at divilife.com. That's where I have all my Divi plugins, child themes, layouts, and courses. Uh, so as Stephanie mentioned, I just launched a new course, Divi Creator Pro, and I'm launching more courses for Black Friday. So stay tuned for that. Meister. Hey guys, I'm Sarah Oates here in Canberra in Australia. It is 8 a.m., but next week it's going to be 9 a.m. So that's very exciting. What? That's good yep. for me to know. So that'll be a nice to... thing for me to come into for the rest of summer. But you can catch me at endure.com.au or endure web on the socials. I run a small agency that builds custom designed uh, websites using Divi, making custom child themes for small businesses, mostly here in Australia, although we are doing it, doing an American one at the moment. Hey everybody, my name is Eric and I am currently in Santa Rosa, Peru. And we'll be here for the next four weeks and then uh, heading to Cusco to see Machu Picchu and a bunch of stuff. And then, uh, then we'll be back in the States for a couple weeks and then kicking off next year in Mexico City. So we're getting ready to do a bunch of moving and traveling um, the next three months. So uh, really excited to be on here. And you can find me at Divi Agency Coach or over at In Transit Studios. Okay, so now our topic for today is sort of a uh, retrospective one. We're looking back. We're calling in the hindsight goggles. Those are 2020, as you know. And um, we've we've always said here, at Divi Chat. Basically, I I wasn't actually here when the show was created. Sarah and Tim were though, and tell them what you, what was your, like, what did you want to create? You wanted to create the podcast. I wanted to have um, the podcast that I wished was around when I started. So I think, I think all of us felt like we were just making it up as we went. I think I felt greener than most of the other um, panelists at the time, but I think I'd, I felt like I'd learned a lot even by that point. And I felt like, geez, it would have been nice if there was something around for me when I started that I could listen to or learn from or hear mistakes and, you know, try and kind of learn from those things and try and do a slightly better job of it potentially. Um, but yeah, that's what I wish was around when we started out because there was nothing back in the day. So based on that, this uh, this topic makes total sense. Like this is almost something we should do more often, right? And you guys know we are not afraid here on Divi Chat to talk about things that we've done wrong. <laughs> mm -hmm. We very frequently talk about mistakes that we've made and things that we wish we would have done better. And so it was suggested that this week, maybe we just talk about our business in general. What would we have done differently if, if, we, if we knew then what we know now? Did I say that right? Yeah. So yeah, if we yeah. could go back, when did you start your business, Tim? Um, I mean, I guess it depends on which one, right? True. Like when did I, it's like I started building websites on the side in like 2010, 2011. And then I started building websites full-time 2015. Then I started Divi Life in 2016 and went full-time with Divi Life 2017. Um, 
so there's yeah a few different dates there one, one thing I, I do want to say though is something that they do in uh the click funnels world click funnels is funnel landing page building software is and they're big on the training is having professionals that have successful businesses go through and say okay if if i lost everything today including my name my reputation my uh email list everything what would i do tomorrow to mm -hmm. start over from the ground up which is essentially what you're what you're saying um and so kind yeah, of I like except if we were going back we wouldn't have the knowledge and the skill that we have now and i think that does completely change it like going back now to the start would be very different to if we started again tomorrow because yeah well, and then also to the world skill. is very different today than it was Correct. when we started so yeah, yeah. i think the, with the knowledge we have now if we had to start over completely mm -hmm. tomorrow mm -hmm. what would that look like and and so forth so yeah. i'm gonna be because i now my full-time business is products and courses i'm gonna talk about if i were to start an agency tomorrow what i would do because i think that would be more applicable to our audience here um because what i would do for my product and course business is vastly different than what i would do if i was starting as a web designer tomorrow so just to make that distinct uh, yeah but that's what we like yeah. hearing about from you tim because you have yeah. that as a differentiator from the rest of us um true but what i'm going to talk about i think actually kind of blends the two a little bit and this is actually Let's something i'm talking shared. about what we're going to talk about just talk about it all right <laughs> so and this is actually something i shared with my students yesterday for divi creator pro so everyone's getting a free nugget but this is something i don't think many i mean it's been done before but i don't think it's done often is if i were to start over tomorrow and i'm just gonna just kind of blow smoke for a while and then eventually i'll give out some value i'm just kidding um what i would do i've been doing that for 10 minutes so it's fine <laughs> if i were to start over tomorrow as a web designer with it with the knowledge i have now i would first of all i would start running ads to a landing page for a free business webinar call it a seminar call it a master class call it a workshop doesn't matter on the topic of how small businesses can get the most out of their website right then i would run that and I would teach people how a website can be much more than a digital business card, much more than an online brochure, and actually can help them like grow their business, help them get leads, help them get more phone calls, help them get more walk-ins if they're a restaurant or a service business. So, um, and then on that webinar, first of all, I would say, I'm gonna teach you a lot of really cool stuff. And then at the end of it, I'm gonna give you an invitation to work directly with me where I can build all this stuff for you so that they know it's coming, right? You don't wanna just start pitching, you want them to expect a pitch. And then you teach them how a website can be a lot more than just an online brochure and what the, it could do, give them real world examples, show them examples of real websites that are doing that. And then at the end of it, you pitch them and say, hey, I'd love to work with you. I'd love to build all this stuff out with you. Either way, you learn some stuff, you can take it, you can do it yourself, or I can do it with you and for you. Book a call and we can talk specifics. And that's what I would do. Um, because, uh, the reason for that is what, like we've talked about many times, people want to hire people that they know, like, and trust. Well, how to someone who's brand new, never heard of you, never seen you before. How could you earn that credibility so that they know, like, and trust you Well, on an hour long webinar, seminar, web class, workshop, whatever, 
you can teach them and educate them, right? You're earning their trust. You're showing that you're credible and, um, hopefully you're likable enough so that they'll like you after the end of that too. And then through all that, they'll trust you and want to hire you. So, um, that's what I would do. That's what I would focus on, right? Worst case scenario, you get a bunch of email leads that you can then nurture and send emails out to. And, uh, over time, hopefully, you know, they'll be, they'll be ready. So, um, to me, that's what I would do if I were starting over tomorrow with the knowledge I have now, that's something that I don't think a lot of web designers do or really any service providers. It's not, um, a revolutionary new idea. People have been selling from stage and from seminars for, for decades or longer. Um, but it's something that's not done with web design. And so, yeah, so you could do it we on just, a webinar. Should we just end you the show video, now? And you, <laughs> or you, could do it, you could even do it in person. If you wanted to really dial in with the local, you could do it in person, an in-person workshop. So. <laughs> so good, Tim. I mean, yep. boom, you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're new. I hope you all wrote that down or uh, are ready to catch the replay. Yeah, now, I want to see someone actually go out there and do it. That's what I want to yeah. see. Hands up. Eric's going to do it. Eric's already doing it, right? You're doing something similar, huh? It It's, ex yeah, it, it's it's what we're doing. Our, our webinar is different, but we do a regular monthly webinar. We drive ads. You know, I, I spend about $200 a month on Facebook ads, specifically targeting small business owners. Uh, my the, the thing I'm bringing them to is a guide to help them get on Google uh, get their Google My Business set up. And then that leads them into a list and we start nurturing and then invite them into the webinar. And the webinar is all on how to attract and activate clients or how to attract and activate customers that are still looking for you online right now. Um, and that attract and activate speaks to a business owner like they, they understand that instead of like how to get you know you know lead gen for small business like that's terminology we would use but most mechanics and pizza shop owners wouldn't use that um and and i even have like on you know the first thing the only thing i would do a little bit different than what tim said is is the first thing i would do different and and starting out tomorrow is i would first find the people that were going to do the work and then I would start my list building and mm -hmm. I wouldn't do the work from day one. I, I would, I would always have somebody f doing fulfillment, but this whole webinar thing is our, is our primary thing. And a, an example of how this works um, out, outside of the, the webinar even is last Thursday, we had a, a contact form come in from somebody that had been going to a bunch of Josh's tutorials and mm -hmm. That's what Josh Halls has. He has a lot of stuff out there helping people does, with yeah. your to be websites. They contacted us on Thursday morning. We did a 30 minute um, initial discussion Thursday afternoon. We had a one hour playbook meeting on Friday and a $14,000 hit our Stripe account Monday morning. Um, nice. And it was all just because they had watched these videos. Now they thought they were reaching out to Josh. They were totally that happens and it's nobody just like oh josh is josh doesn't do that josh is making those videos you just watch i run the company and it's fine um but that happens a lot and it was an easy sell because we had been adding value through those videos from josh and so tim you, you hit the nail on the head it's exactly exactly what i 
would do. In fact, it's what I wrote down I would do. I, I'd build my team. I'd build my team. And then I would start building that list and just running that list and running those webinars. Yeah, that's awesome. Love it. Yeah, I knew you were doing the list and the lead magnet. I didn't realize you're doing the webinar too. So that's awesome. Yeah. And then the webinar, I reach out. In fact, I just reached out to another person uh, to, uh, today. I tried to reach out to one chamber of commerce, one association, one something like that, and offer to do the webinar as, a, as an online training for their membership. Um, it's a way I use other people's organizations to get in front of their audiences. But that webinar, I, I do it sometimes three, four times a week. Um, it's, it's very powerful. Can you do it live? I do it live. I, I, after doing it live for a while, I made it on demand and my conversions just sank. Um, yeah. and so I, I went back, well, probably about four or five months ago to doing it, um, live. And we just have a very, we have a, an automated system this, at this point with Zapier and integrations and stuff. And it's, it's, you know, pretty easy to, to operate and it's just the same slides, the same content. And I just do it over and over. What yeah. do you, what's the, what's the gist of it? Like, what do you tell people that they need to do? So the first thing we do is we look through a bunch of uh, Google trend slides. So I go to Google trends and show like the trends are still going up and to the right. People looking for HVAC, for lawyers, for pizza delivery, for, I, I don't know, there's probably like 15 of these across several different industries, you know, window replacement, pool cleaning, like dentist. And just to show like, Okay, so internet traffic, you know, people are still going to the internet every day looking for your business. So that's number one. Number two, there's only three places to find customers online and, and that's it. And it they line up with three of the four stages of the buying cycle. So then I teach the four stages of the buying cycle, awareness, consideration, purchase, um, advocacy or word of mouth. And once I give an explanation of that, then I show how each part of digital marketing aligns to a different one of those. Like social media is all about awareness. You're, if, if you know, if you're, if you're trying to run social media ads and you're a, 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 a window or a, a roofer, let's say you're a roofer and, and you're running ads um, and putting them on Facebook and you're trying to sell a roof or have somebody call today to get a new roof, Forget it. You're, you're not going to get anybody because people on social media are, are awareness. Um, I think Tim, oh, he walked away to where Tim go. Um, right here. <laughs> there you go. Problem. You, you said like, I think the term you used one time was problem aware. Is that right? Um, yeah, probably. That sounds yeah. right. <laughs> the idea is you want to make people problem aware. But so anyway, it's just, this is what, this is how you use social media. This is how you use pay-per-click. This is how you use your website and reviews. And, and, and that, that's what you do. And then the third thing is the framework. Start with your website and reviews. That's, that's step one. If you're spending money on social media and you don't have reviews, stop spending money on social media. It's, it's just that simple if you're a business owner. After you get your reviews going and your website, then go after those active buyers right now by either doing pay-per-click or working on if you're a local business getting into map pack or if you're a, a non-local business working on your organic seo getting you know you want to get that and then after that 
then you start doing social media ads and retargeting and, and all of that. And then I say, okay, here you, you, you have our entire framework, you know exactly what we do. You have two choices. You can either take this and go, go alone with it, or we can create a custom playbook for you and tell you exactly step-by-step step what you should do and what it would look like to have us work with you to do that. And that's how we onboard new clients. Awesome. Nice. Love it. You're on mute, Steph. I'm sure it's gold what you're saying. Yeah. I was staring outside and I muted and I never remember to turn back on. That's what <laughs> usually. So I thought we were going to end the show after uh, Tim talked, but I was wrong. Now we're going to end it after Eric because there's nothing. Fire. You guys all taking good notes. Uh, AT is in the chat. He said, fire advice today. And That's he right. ain't wrong. Um, so, oh, Nancy has a question for you, Eric. What's your conversion rate? Okay. Conversion rate on what? We have, we have, sev we have a couple different conversion rates. We on measure. the webinar. Like people going to the webinar and then deciding to... Do on the webinar, we're running about a 9% conversion on webinar attendees to those that that pay, make a payment in Stripe. That's uh, so. really high. That's really good. The content is, and that's why I just do it live. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the Q&A, the Q&A helps um, so much. So Yeah, because you're continuing to build that trust and credibility. They're getting to know you. Yeah, that's amazing. What do you track your conversion rate from webinar attendee to booking a call? Uh, yes, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know what that is off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if 9% if of the attendees are paying you money, yeah, I imagine your, your conversion it's rate a lot. from, yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot, you know, um, yeah, I, I don't know. And the webinars are never huge, you know, yeah. 10 people, you know, on it. Um, yeah, but so I mean, that goes to show that it's, you're getting qualified people then, which is good. Cause it's like, yeah. you don't want a bunch of people and then, you know, they're just taking up space and not actually converting. So yeah, that's amazing. Huh? But, but the key back to that is, and, and I shared this with, uh, did the agency coach the day and I, I see AT and is in here. And so he, he would have seen this. Um, so the reason I would start out with a team, cause when I, when I started out, you'd go out, you sell the website. So let's say you sell this website for $1,500. Okay. Well now you gotta spend the next three, four weeks building the website, delivering the website. And I would sell the website and I would see this pile of money and I go, I, I need all of that. You know, I need all of that. And so I would, I, I would want to hold on to it and I didn't want to pay somebody well, you know, I'd sell a website first of the week, and then I would spend three weeks building the site and delivering it, you know, and getting it going and stuff like that. And these are just, you know, rough numbers. But then after that, I had, I had to go out and sell another site. And so I would take a week or two and I would make a sale and then I would have to, to, to deliver. And so each month I was only making that $1,500. Well, if you know you're going to have to go out and take a week or so to sell a website, if you will sell a website, the first week of the month and you pay somebody a thousand dollars out of that 1500 to build it and it, it that's really high eventually you'll get to the point you're not paying that much but even starting out if you have to pay somebody a thousand dollars then the second week you go out and sell a website for fifteen hundred dollars you 
you pay that a thousand dollars and the third week you go out and sell a website for a thousand dollars and then the fourth week you've now just made two thousand dollars versus fifteen hundred and then you can just go out the next and so you'll make more money doing it that way than selling and trying to keep all the money to do all the work and so that's yeah. why i would build a team now and i would just focus on lead gen and conversion lead gen and conversion and, and having them do the fulfillment yeah well yeah and then also too that feast or famine where it's like oh no like I have no work, right? And then it's it's the, the roller coaster cycles of revenue where there's the peaks and valleys where oh you have a lot of work because you just spent several you know weeks selling websites, filling your pipeline, and then there's the famine where you're like, well, I spent so much time building the site instead of selling that now I don't have any work, and it's like, ooh. no hands. Yeah. Who's experienced that exact scenario? Every single yeah. person here, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's why I go, but that's me. Some people don't want that. They want to do the work. Okay. Well, then you got to come up with other ways to fill the pipeline and, and that, but that's just me. I, I definitely am on the delegation train, Eric, but, um, I, the one thing I would say about that is I, I think that there is value in knowing how to do it yourself for some of this stuff. And also, especially people like us, like we like to figure things out. So yeah. you're shaking your head no. I'm sorry. I was looking I at comments. I, I didn't know if you were shaking your head no at me, or maybe you just got like the jitters. I don't know. But um, <laughs> um I think that like for people like us and for anything I've I've delegated, like it's so difficult to get that right fit of the people that you work with and stuff like that. And if you know how to do it, especially when you're starting out then you can be your own safety net kind of a thing. And yeah. that yeah. sort of scenario is actually has a lot to do with why focus exists because of that whole problem of like, yeah. and, to, and like actually, not wanting to figure things out. To, to that point, Stephanie, I would say, you know, cause this scenario, hypothetical scenario that we're talking about is if we would start over tomorrow, knowing what we know today, right. Mm -hmm. For someone that's brand new, I would probably say you should, you know, don't do exactly this yet, because I think this is how you you scale. And so like to Eric's point with ha having a team, that's how you can scale. For someone who's brand new, who's still learning how to create sites, I would say focus on learning how to create sites, create you know a few client sites. And then when you're at the point where you're like, I'm getting this, I'm ready to actually start getting some work, then you can move on to what we're talking about with the webinars and all that good stuff. Because I would say, like I totally agree with you, Stephanie, knowing how to do these things so that you could properly hire the right people and properly direct and manage those people, I think is is definitely important. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the thing that I think I would. Um... Sarah, did you want to go next? Sorry. I like I feel like I'm in a different position because I do build the websites myself and I don't know that I would change that necessarily um, if I was to do it again. Um, I think the things that I was thinking about is just the things that maybe I held off too long um, with doing. So there's things like paying for an actual finance system <laughs> like mm -hmm. I was doing it in Excel for the first year I tried to do my own tax the first year I just felt like I wasted a lot of time when I could have just spent some money on quality tools um, so there's some stuff like that I wish I had have just forked out the money early and kind of got going with that kind of thing um, I think 
I held off way too long with getting someone to design the websites. And it's tricky, right? Because there's this balance of like, how much money do you have? Like, can you afford to do that? Do you have enough work coming in? Because I think when I think back to the beginning, like I didn't have much work. (laughs) And so I didn't have enough of a pipeline to be able to um, have a team at that point. And yes, you could go down the sales track, but like that's a whole skill set that I did not have. And I think whatever we know you can sell ice to Eskimos. Well, sure. But like the whole lead gen, like all that stuff was well beyond any of my skill level. And I spent a lot of time learning how to build really good websites. And my whole Mm -hmm. philosophy was build really good websites so that then people refer you to other people. And that's the way that I've continually had work and I've continually grown my business from nothing to what it is now. And I'm really thankful for that. But I think you can settle into that a little bit too much. And so one of the things that I feel like at the moment I'm thinking about that I really need to kind of focus on and I wanted to do this, like I think COVID really like stuffed a lot of things up for me. One was just because it was COVID and like it was what it was. The other one was I moved house and that kind of got in the way of a whole bunch of things. But I think I really wanted to spend one day a week on the business and on keeping the portfolio up to date on actually promoting on social media and on writing blog posts. And they're the things that I still am only just starting to do now. And I feel like I really wish I had to prioritize that particularly a year ago, right at this moment. Like I, I get so busy with building the sites and like where, because we've got two of us, we're always running about two, like two to four websites at a time. So Sophie will be designing a couple of sites. I'll be building a couple of sites and kind of the way it works is generally then I finish building and then either, like I'm always doing sales along the way, but you know, then some things will be in with Sophie and occasionally it all collides really negatively. So everything's with her or everything's with me. And I still, you know, no matter how well I plan it, you know, they don't always go that well. But I think the one thing that always drops off and the one thing that I wish that I hadn't let drop off is keeping the portfolio up to date, is keeping on um, like actually focusing on making the business kind of promote itself um, and not necessarily in a lead gen way, but just in when people come to our site that they see all of what we are doing, not just what we were doing six months ago. Um, and so I think that that is the number one thing that if I could go back in time, I would actually prioritize once a week, um, kind of working on that stuff because it's just so easy to let that stuff drop off. But yeah, I I feel like my business is like a super different business to all you guys. And, um, but that's nothing to like feel bad about. I actually think you have the least that you would change about your, like, I think your vision has been super clear from the very beginning which is cool. And check out this comment that you got from Lisa Williams. She said, I enjoy hearing your experiences, Sarah. I'm much like you with my husband alongside me. We aren't an agency, share on. So I think that's another thing that's cool about having us all as a panel is that we all have such different things. And what what I was gonna say kind of coincides a little bit with all of this. And that is that I would, I would stop focusing so much on building websites and I would focus on marketing, uh, like ongoing marketing for the same reasons that 
you know, you guys have been talking about. I wouldn't. You, you mean as a service? Yeah. 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 Okay. I just think it's really almost impossible to be a one man shop and, and not get totally buried or to actually get to a, a revenue point that you're happy with, you know, I mean, any, any of this, even, even if you want to keep doing the building, like, look at how much, like, I remember when you brought on a designer, Sarah, and like the yeah. huge impact that that made on your business, you know, and, or yeah, like, basically mentioning, like she's, she doesn't want to be an agency, but she's got her husband that they tag yeah. team on things. And, you know, so I think like, even if there's two people, it helps, but if you are doing sales, admin, design, build, you know, the marketing, the social media, all the, like, everything everything like it's like there just aren't enough hours and you'll you'll never get a good vacation <laughs> you know like it's um oh somebody somebody says not at all impossible okay not at all easy though okay fair enough daniel yeah, yeah i i mean impossible is a tricky word i just think for in my experience what i've seen is the one man shops it's that is not an easy road um and here's Rosie, another person saying not impossible. All right, fine. I can be wrong. Um, yeah, I think it's a tricky one, right? Because I think sometimes there seems to be so much pressure from everywhere to grow your business to this ginormous thing or to quickly hire people. And I know a lot of people, like, they'll say, oh, I wish I had hired people early. And, like, there is some truth to that. But also there is some truth that, there's a certain skill set to hiring people and to managing yep, people. Totally. And I think sure. hiring the right people. And then like when you've got someone doing work for you, you have to be overseeing what they're doing and you can't mm -hmm. even just like have them do the work and go, Oh, that's great. Like it's all done. If you can't then log into the back end of that website and understand how they approach something or like if they build something in a way that you are not happy with, you need to know that along the way. So the amount of time you end up spending managing somebody, I think um, is often not recognized that you can't just kind of go, go for it. Like, it'll be fine. Um, and for so sure. I think for me, what I learned was hiring someone with a skill set that I wasn't as strong in, that I was happy to give control to, but still be in participation with was a better fit than getting someone to build websites because um, I'm still maintaining those websites moving forward. And I think working out where you want to build your team to support your business is a really important thing. But I think there's a lot of pressure for people like me and maybe some of these guys in the chat who are told like, you've just got to hire people and you've just got to like outsource everything and just like, and yes that's possible but equally sometimes doing that doesn't actually benefit your business growing depending on the type of business that you have really? um and got, like when this, i gave it a crack it's, the business didn't make more money i just spent more time yeah. managing somebody than totally. like the business didn't a lot actually of comments coming in about this um yeah there's absolutely nothing wrong with staying small and not hiring because managing and like building a team, growing a team, like comes yeah. with its own set of challenges that if that's not a skill set you want to take on to learn, yeah, then, you know, don't do it because it's kind of like, um, th there's great players in sports, 
but sometimes those great players doesn't always translate to great coaches, right? Because coaching is an entirely different skill set than yeah. being an athlete and playing the sport. Same thing with like chefs. Like there's some amazing chefs that are really, really good at cooking, but starting a restaurant, doing the business side, like managing their employees, like that's a whole nother skill set. Same thing, like building websites is awesome, but managing other team members to help you design or build or whatever, that's a totally different skill set. And then like yeah. Eric, I think is just a natural born like leader and manager. And so that works really well for him because he's yeah. really good at managing. He has that skill set, but not everyone has that skill set or that desire to hire people and train them. And because yeah. it's not just about finding the right person, it's about keeping the right people as well. And so you have to because, manage. Yeah, have like to. if they bugger yeah, off yeah, and then you don't to. know how to do anything in the site, that's a big problem. Like that's a really big problem. But and I, I just want to say like, it, I and I completely hear and, and understand and agree, but my my only, the only thing I would, would say is just a little bit of pushback that is, you know, a lot of people I know will hire out, you know, their, their bookkeeping and accounting. Well, mm -hmm. you know, if, if my bookkeeper accounter, if my, I just got an email today, my bookkeeper took a job and gave me 30 days notice. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to step into QuickBooks and start doing, right. my book. I'm going to, I'm going to find somebody and replace them. There yeah. are so many people out there that do web design and web maintenance. It's not like, finding somebody to start out with like Pennington Creative. Joellen and her team at Pennington Creative are amazing um, to work with. Uh, Stephanie with Focus WP, phenomenal to work with in, in, in great pricing. Right there's too. And, and that's even without looking to, to find somebody. So you don't have to hire an individual. You, you can come alongside a team and starting out, you're going to pay your margins are going to be really skewed. Like your, your, your margin is going to be, you know, 50%, you know, 70%, you know, cost of goods. That's really, really high, but you can overcome that with time. And, you know, eventually having the systems in place and stuff like that, because the same, your, your, your customers are, and clients are taking the same um, risk by hiring a one, a one person operation. Um, yeah. You know, if something happens to you, well, they're not going to suddenly, well, I got to learn how to build a website. They're going to go find a web, another web designer. So I, there's, there's so many people out there that do this, that I, I don't think it's as hard or as scary. I think it comes down to, People just don't want, they want to do that. And I think that's fine. I think that's, and I, I've said it many, many times. I'll say like, like Josh, Josh Hall is all about just like doing it, you know, selling it and doing it. And he helps a lot of people make a great living doing that. And I think that's, that's totally fine. If, if that's what you want, there's nothing wrong with that. So that's just my two cents. For sure. Um, I think there's something like a little something I want to throw into this mix here. And that is, we've got a lot of talk about outsourcing these main elements of a project. Um, Lisa says she's not interested in outsourcing at all. Rosie is in this place too. She says, that's my fear, Sarah, to be ending up managing someone else and still doing the work. I do this little, I've, done, I've got this little talk I do talking about um, where we do run a little matrix and we figure out what are the things in your business that are in your life that you should outsource. And there's a fun part of it where 
we start to, like some of the easiest ones are like the bookkeeping, right? Because in this in this room, like where we all sit, none of us are like to do bookkeeping, and we're probably not all that good at it. For whatever whatever makes us good at making websites, I really what, like doing it. Oh, do okay, I'm wrong every time, every time. <laughs> anyway, no, I think. Uh, I think you should be able you, to see every dollar that goes in and out of your business. Sure. But you don't have to, you don't have to outsource things in your business if you don't want to, but you yeah. could like outsourcing things in your life could help you to have time in your business, right? Yeah, yeah, Get sure. a cleaner to come. Get a nanny if you have a baby. Get a um, you know meal prep service. Get all these yeah. other, you know like there are so many other things in your life that take up your time that aren't your business. And there's no yeah. rule that says that it has to all come out of one bucket and not the other one. You know, so yeah. if you really want to do that and you can, then that's awesome. But if you're running out of time, then maybe look externally a little bit and see like get somebody to come mow your lawn. Don't you know like yeah. don't do the things that aren't profitable or enjoyable to you. Yeah. You know, and actually good. that's a really good point, Stephanie, because a lot of times people think of immediately outsourcing. I, I think I was in right. Their, in their business. Yeah. <laughs> they want to outsource the things in their business, which is obviously a great place to start, but there's all those things that um, take up your time, like in your personal life, like you said, yeah. meal prep, cleaning, those types of things, which in some ways can actually be more impactful and maybe even cheaper than outsourcing some of the things in your business because yeah. it's like, okay, well, if you think about how many times or how much time you spend like cleaning or how much time you spend like meal prepping or whatever. And it's like, whoa, it's like I could actually free up a lot of time either to work on my business or buy back some of my time with enjoyment by outsourcing some of the things that are outside my business. So I do like a meal service and, um, it's four meals a week. So it's just my lunches that way. I don't have to think about what I'm going to eat. It's just, yeah. it's there. I heat it up. Boom. It's fresh. It's healthy. And it's, it's actually pretty cost effective too. And like, to me, that's like, oh my gosh, I would, I'd pay double what I pay. Um, because the, the yeah, so you can work that savings. out by an hourly rate, right? So like our school, um, you're supposed to do community service. And if you don't do community service in the school, then you have to pay like $350 or something. Um, at the end of the year, but you have to do 15 hours of community service or pay $350. Like, and I'm like, like well, your, I'm going to pay the $350 because yeah. I can earn way more than that in 15 hours. And so like, of course I want to participate in the school, but my, like there are certain things that you can work out, like what's the hourly rate of that? And how can I actually use my time the most effectively for me yeah. in my business? Like my goals have always been to build a business where I can work flexibly and earn a full-time wage. So I work school hours for the most part, nine till three, five days a week. I don't work weekends. I try not to work in the afternoons, although that's hit and miss. And I try and take um, school holidays at half half pace. So like, you know, so that's been my goal along the way. And I think if there's ways that you can work out what is your goal, where are you trying to get to? What do you actually want to be able to achieve? Like if you want to build an empire and then sell your business, like go for it. Um, and if you just want flexibility in your life, then go for that too. But I think like working out how you can get there, whether that's outsourcing things at a much cheaper hourly rate. Um, for me, I like that idea a lot more because one of our business philosophies is you hire us, you get us. 
Um, so we yeah. don't outsource. So that is one of our things. Like, and if I'm going to bring someone on, I want them to be local here in Canberra. So yeah. that but then I can continue to say, you hire us, you get us rather than, um, you know, because I think a lot of the local market here, their biggest fear is that we're just outsourcing overseas to some cheap person who, you know, like, you know, that kind of horror story type thing. And it doesn't always go that way. And there are many businesses that function fantastically that way. Um, but for me to be honourable in my business, that means that I need to outsource things that I can outsource at a cheaper rate in a different way than the actual work. And I think that's the beauty of all of this. And, and what we all keep saying is the word your business, your business, like you yeah. get to design it. You you get to put your business. To, there are some bit like you're going to have to pay taxes and like there, there's things you're going to have to do legally and things like that. But you you get to de, to you're design it. And, it, and yeah. it, it. and to use a, uh, an analogy or an example outside of web design. Um, I used to be a, a a pastor and we, you know, planted a church and everybody I knew that was planting churches was the lead pastor. You know, they were planting a church and getting up there every Sunday. And then I met this one guy that he really wanted to plant a church, but he hated public speaking with a passion. And so he planted a church as the executive pastor and brought in a, pub, a, a, a preaching pastor, you know, the, the teaching pastor. And like, that was totally fine. It's just nobody had ever seen that before. So he, you know, he did it his way. He did what worked for him. He had a calling and he he made it work for him. And so for, I think for anybody that's listening to this and they're wanting to like, oh, I'm wanting to have a business. Great. It's your business. You, you get to make it look the way you want it to. Um, yeah. I love what uh, Stephanie said about like, don't, don't hear what at, like, a lot of people say and think that's the own there's ways to there are ways to start and run a web design and digital marketing business that haven't even been thought of yet <laughs> so yeah yeah but i love the idea of outsourcing why do you think we have four kids washing the car yeah. of course oh, now yeah. we don't own a yard or a car but <laughs> Yeah. So I've got one thing that I would change if I could go back oh, um, in okay. time. One thing that I would change, well, kind of two, but is boundaries. So I would, mm. it took me a really long time to build in. I don't work on weekends. I don't work at night times unless it's an emergency. And then of course, like, you know, I'm always kind of monitoring what's going on, but um, it took me a really, really, really long time, like maybe four years five years, something like that. And when I changed from just working all the time, I would work whenever I could work when kids were at school, I would work at night times, I would work weekends. I was so burned out that the quality of my work was really terrible. Like not quality of my work, but the amount of time it took me to achieve the same tasks was really bad. And once I implemented no weekends, no night times yeah. I just was more efficient with my time and so my business actually moved forward and I just that's kind of the one thing that I think geez if I had have done that from like even I get in the beginning you just like I was working a full-time job well not a part-time job and so you have to do it nights and weekends right but that rolled into when I quit my job that then I was still doing that so I would have brought that in much earlier and I would have done time traffic tracking with like timely or 
timing or whatever app you want to use. Um, but both of those things made me far more productive with my time and being more productive with my time meant I could make more money. And so, and I felt like I had a better balance of life, which meant I didn't hate my job as much. Um, you know, I wasn't kind of burned out all the time. So those are the two things like learning to how to actually do boundaries in a way that works for you and for your clients. Um, I really wish I had have implemented that a lot earlier than I did. Boundaries are a thing that you struggle with, listener. Uh, we do have an episode on boundaries. It was from last year uh, with Emma Kate was on. It's a, it's a great episode. There's a lot of good tips on there. Go, I don't, I don't have the number handy, but go check that out. Um, again, on mine though, I, I really think focusing on. WP. Uh, Sorry. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Profit margins and recurring revenue mm. um, are are something that I would put a lot more attention into early on. I it's you know if we all think back, we all have the the proverbial you know like three hundred dollar website or whatever, however much it cost. I yeah. used to do a deal for three fifty for a one page. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or the $500 website or whatever it is. And the reason yep. we all chose those prices is because we thought that was all we could get. It had nothing to do with how much time it took us or what the yep. cost was or anything. So to have a bit more of a business mindset and to run the numbers and do all that stuff that is a little bit awkward or, um, you know, difficult to think about, like that, those things are what are really, I think would have made a huge difference in the trajectory of my business from earlier on um before we we have about five or ten minutes left and i i was just kind of thinking about how as a way to sort of tie everything in a bow it was touched on briefly but the things that we're talking about like oh if we could go back we would just hire a team and or oh we could if we would go back we would just i would just learn this or i would and like like sarah like you said at the beginning it's like you didn't you didn't have any money to do that and eric you even yeah. said like the margins are really tight like if you really i think a lot of folks are in the position that they're in because they're just they are just starting out it's not like like if we were going to start our businesses tomorrow like tim said right it's like if you really are just at that beginning stage um then then it is different than if if the four of us sitting here, we're going to go start a new business tomorrow. And so guys, maybe let's just, some of it's been said already, but maybe let's just really laser focus on some specific tips. If someone is in that position where money is tight, maybe they're even like right on the ledge of like, can I turn this into a business and quit my day's job? Or am I going to have to give it up? You know, because we, we all know there's folks out there in that position that are listening. Yeah, I would say, um, kind of to your point, Stephanie, is is focus on the recurring revenue up front, because if you can get to the point where you have enough recurring revenue that can cover your bills, well, that's going to be what's going to take you from having a job and having a side business to having just a full time business. Um, and so, and and again, it, you know, having recurring revenue, and this is like all fresh because this is literally what I taught today to my core students is um, recurring revenue gets you through the feast and the famines, right? Of when you have a full-time business. So if you could build that from the very beginning, well, then not only is it going to allow you to go full-time with your business, but you're going to 
from the start not have those roller coaster cycles of revenue. Um, and so I would say start with figuring out ways to bring recurring revenue into your, your business on top of the maintenance plans, right? That's the low hanging fruit. Everyone has that, you know, find additional mm -hmm. streams of revenue. And we've, we've talked about them in other episodes. I would say, um, do like read profit first or listen to the audio book or whatever and start it right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I definitely wish I had have done that because, um, one of the big things in profit first is basically like, it can be time or money or whatever, but like whatever amount you have, you will find a way to use up. And mm -hmm. so very much, I would say the first six years of my business, which is a long time, right? Like the money slowly grew and, and I was, but like I used the money, right? Like, so as the money increased, I used that money, which meant I could invest a little bit more into the business, which meant the business grew, but also I was paying myself a little bit more per hour every, like every year I would kind of give myself a pay rise. But I think sometimes because I wasn't doing something like profit first, I wasn't recognizing the fact that the business wasn't ready for that. And there were a couple of times where if I had have been doing something like that, I would have recognized, you know, the business needs to build up a stock of money, like a three month kind of pot of money so that if nothing comes in for the next three months, I'm going to be okay. And I think I just was continually using the money, whether I like bought a new laptop when I really didn't have the money because I didn't have that foresight of what was kind of coming up or whether I gave myself a pay rise and the business just wasn't at that point yet. I really wish I had have done that because as soon as I started doing profit first, the business was succeeding more and there was suddenly some money in the bank <laughs> and that was like yeah. a really big Amazing. deal for my business. And, um, yeah, too. I think I really wish I had have started that far earlier, right from the beginning, right when you've got barely any money, but not just suddenly going, yay, there's like $1,400 in the bank. What can I do with that money? Or like for some people who run their business, like they'll just take that out and start using it personally. But, um, yeah, there's better ways to do it that can actually make you feel like you've got enough money with less money if that makes sense does eric what do you think what's your do you yeah i i i would echo read profit first and echo and he froze eric froze. <laughs> Just right then. but we got it we heard him yeah um i i think um in addition to the things that you guys are saying you know focus on your recurring revenue get your books in order think yeah. about your profit and all that and then also i think find a community which mm -hmm. if, you guys are, if you're listening to this show, then you're already halfway there. I know like, and in my group, focus on your biz, man, we have some great chats in there and we, we get together on a zoom every Thursday around the same time as this divvy chat o'clock, I call it. And, uh, you, it's amazing how you can, we lost you for a second, Eric. Welcome back. Yeah. We, um, we'll have so many discussions and like someone at the beginning of our little chat on Thursdays, we usually have some time if anybody's got something they're struggling with or issues or whatever. And someone will talk about a problem and then someone else will say like, Oh my gosh, I've been dealing with that too. And then even if we don't have a solution, it's like everybody still feels better <laughs> for some reason. Like yeah. you can still work on a solution together, but just knowing you're not alone and you're not screwing it up. It's just, this is just part of this world we live in, you know, like that is just so powerful. So, you know, that's just another thing. Oh, Eric says, and raise your rates. 
just kind of yeah. <laughs> raise them, raise them, raise them, raise them. Every time you every time you quote a website, add twenty percent, and eventually people will stop. People will start going. I don't. And then you can just say, oh, this was just this was just the first option, you know. And here's how it broke down. Like, and you can come back and 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 you know uh, adjust. That's not a problem. But. I wish I would have raised my rates from from day one. We're we're raising our rates right now on our hosting and maintenance, um, and we're getting zero pushback. Drop um, some numbers on us, Eric. Everybody wants to hear the numbers. So we are doing ninety nine dollars a month for foundations care and one hundred and ninety nine dollars a month for Studio Plus. And I love your names. Yeah, seventy percent are going for Studio Plus with no problem and these are yeah new clients current clients and i started out charging like 59 a, mm -hmm. a month you know? that was josh's magic number yeah yeah but I'm, getting, I'm getting zero pushback at 99 and, and 199 um so that and raise the raise the price because remember even if you don't think you're like oh i i can only do a 500 dollars website well then quote at 600 you know mm -hmm. but just raise your right raise your rates raise your rates raise your rates yeah this was great guys if you are listening to this episode did you enjoy it did you feel that tim is bored he's yawning no i'm just tired so, <laughs> yesterday was halloween we, we are we are here sharing our experience with you because like we don't get paid for this you guys like we're here to help you if you appreciate this content give us a like, give us a subscribe. And, um, and we would love, love, love to hear from you about what you would like to hear us talk about on the show. We are always ears open for topic suggestions. So please, um, you can, you can submit one on the website, divi.chat. You can put it on the Facebook page or group. Oh, we don't have a group Facebook page. You can message any of us, whatever get it to us we'll and we'll put it on the list because we are we're we, lately even more than usual we've been having discussions about what should we talk about what what does what does our audience want to hear you know we want to do shows that you guys enjoy and benefit from so i feel like this one was really good i think we got a great reaction in the chat thanks so much for everybody who tuned in live and hopefully barring any other um you know illness dental issues whatever. Hopefully we'll be here next week. See you again. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, there it is. Okay, good. I was worried. <laughs>